This is CliffCentral.com. Okay, it's time for Anthea. Let's do this. First, we need your theme music. This one before. So. Anthea, you're so talented, <laughs> so versatile. Yeah, wait, let's let's take a listen. This is good. She works hard for the money, so hard for it. She works hard for the money, so you better treat her right. Nice. All right. Oh, so, where should beautiful. we begin this morning? Well, that was my cigar smoking, testosterone fueled <laughs> voice. Very yes. good. Very good. So talented. When Anthea was toying with the idea of being transgender for a couple of days. But very good. So apparently China and the U.S. are still fighting with each other. And the trade war with President Little Hands and... and President Little Hands has turned around and accused China of currency manipulation. Isn't it true, though? Um, yes, but I think what they've done is just shoot about... Uh, uh, arrow across the bow and -hmm. say, by the way, if you're going to play this game, so can we. And if you're going to insist on implementing trade tariffs, hey, we've also got... good for the goose. Absolutely. And by weakening their currency, what they've done is make it more interesting for other countries to buy their goods because it'll be cheaper, right? Right. So they did that on Monday. And then on Tuesday, they said, okay, we won't do too much of it. We'll kind of revert back to where we were. But But it was basically a just... Be aware that this is what we can do. The last time they did that, last time, not they did that, the last time there was a currency war, the equity market fell 20% in the next couple of weeks. So we want to watch carefully. And China knows this. And basically they're saying, well, Donald Trump, if you're going to take us down, we're not small. We're going to take you down with us is basically what they were saying. And then they kind of brought back their currency, um, of course, uh, uh, to the below 7 Yuan to the dollar level. Um, just, just quickly, how's our rand doing? Oh no, the rand completely blew out on oh, Tuesday. Jesus. We hit fifteen to the U.S. dollar. Oh, came oh, back oh. again in the afternoon, Wednesday, and then on Wednesday afternoon, when Trump accused um, China of currency manipulation, the rand blew up above fifteen to the U.S. dollar again. Oh, so it's it's really ugly for us. You, we're not going to win out if this does continue. In fact, the market took a real beating last week. Twenty companies on the JSE registered a fifty-two week low oh. last week. Yeah, so that's the lowest they've been in a year. Gold mm. shares quite the opposite, though. They're having highs because obviously, when we're worried about the economy and economic growth, people run to gold as a safe haven. Um, and so if you've had gold as a hedge, then you, you were kind of saved, if you like, by that. Yeah, it's 1525 at the moment. Oh, that hurts, eh? Jesus. It was at 13 something just a couple of days ago. Yeah. Oh my Two God. Weeks ago. All right. And then on top of that, SASPO, which is the South African Banking Union, is threatening to strike over the job losses that ABSA and Standard Bank are implementing at the moment. So ABSA and Standard Bank, both of them in talks with their staff saying, well, you have to reapply for your jobs. We have to fire some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the story, right? It's all because of the digital banking, because of time. Of um, and and um, what's the other bank? That the, the digital bank? Why am I uh, banking out? Time is Michael Yodan's one. Yeah. And then Mutsepe's one? That's Ray, the Michael. Uh, Rain is the, is the 
is the is Michael one. your dance? That's the phone one. No, no, yes. but it's called something else. Oh, we both blanked out. <laughs> oh, dear. That's God. not good. Useless. Anyway, they're planning a two-day walkout. It's the first time in over 100 years that the South African Banking Union, in inverted commas, is going to strike. So this is a big one. I didn't even know they existed, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. And and. And what do these guys want to happen? I mean, how do they how do they appreciate the situation that they're in? Do you think someone needs to sit them down and explain how the world works now? Yeah, I think I'm afraid. Do they you're... still think people wear those green hats with a visor in the front <laughs> and an armband? Oh yes, and, and that's that a good sit, image. That they sit behind a counter and they actually count the money manually. Exactly. And hand it over. I mean, so I, I think this is a great opportunity for government to step in, right? Um, because government can say, well, let us help reskill these people. Let us reskill your they staff. can't. Why not? Because government are cuck at everything they do. Oh. Okay. How would they do that? They haven't even been able to <laughs> supply basic education to anybody. That's, that's a good point. I mean, that's a very good point. We keep looking at this, and now there's talk of this NHI, right? Oh, with the National Health Insurance, which is a terrible idea. And the NHI is going to be run by the same people who've brought you ESCOM, SAA, Transnet, and a bunch of other real success stories. So how the hell do they think they're going to get this one right? And the market knows that because when they mentioned NHI last week, Discovery fell 6% again. Right. You know, they don't seem to understand the economics of how capitalism works. We're in a capitalist society. Like, just The world is a capitalist place. Exactly. Let's not pretend anything else. China, we're talking about a trade war with America. These are capitalist economics going on. They're not, there's no place in the world that isn't in, touched by capitalism. And you know what? Get down on your knees and say, thank you, Jesus, that capitalism exists. It's brought more people out of poverty than anything else in human history. Oy, oy, that we have to explain this stuff like children in 2019. Unbelievable. Yeah. And then on top of that, two banks, funnily enough, last week reported, Nedbank and Standard Bank. Um, yes. Surprisingly good for the economic environment we're in. Nedbank, not so great. I mean, they had positive draws to offset um, their deteriorating credit quality and their sliding return on equity. Their return on equity mm-hmm. went from 17.2% to 16.8%, still double digits, so still okay. So you're still happy for the bank to manage your money, right? Because they right. know where to deploy it. They know sure. how to get returns for you. Um, but not quite the exceptional first rand uh, in the mid-20s kind of ROEs. You know? I, and I, to, quite frankly, sometimes wonder how first national or first rand does it because they do, they do have a way of just producing amazing returns on equity. And I think the one thing, of course, we're worried about because the consumer is so much under press, pressure is the credit loss ratio. Um, and so this is bad loans, basically. And that has definitely moved against Nedbank in the way. And then, of course, you had Mike Brown, the CEO, the next day calling for drastic measures from the government to fix the economy. <laughs> like, I, uh, I just, I don't know. I feel like we're hitting our head against a brick wall. Eh? What with the government? And like, uh, they just don't do anything. Not, they just all that the the people who are supposedly in our government are interested in right now is figuring out the ANC factionalism. That's all they're interested in. Mm. And and Johnson touches on that in his article too. It's one of the only sensible voices in, an, in an, a country where obviously people have started paying attention to personality politics more than they have to the, the, the fundamentals of the economy. And it's going to bite us. And why do we give the opposition so much voice when they talk so much rubbish? Precisely. 
all they do is attack the ANC. Like they don't actually have their own well thought out policies in place, no. and yet they get so much, um, so much attention. So disappointing. Yeah. And then, as I was saying, Standard Bank bang in line uh, with what we were expecting, but actually with a much better quality of results than we were expected. Headline earnings per share grew 5.7% for Standard Bank. Having a bit of trouble in Africa regions as as they do, but but yeah, generally not bad. So we were quite happy with that. All right. Very good. Lots of other companies. I mean, I don't even know where to start. I'm just going to touch on them briefly. Okay? Go on. You, you know what, Anthea? You are allowed. The floor it's is yours. <laughs> all yours. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's start with some joint venture talk. Delta Properties and Rebosa's Properties, who in 2014 tried to do a JV and failed and yeah. then announced, announced last week that they were going to do it again. So the property sector in our, in our market for the last hmm, 18 months has been under huge amounts of pressure, especially since the Viceroy well, report. try and sell something. Just try and sell oh, some yes. property right now. It's, it's hectic. Eh? I mean, unless you make your, your price so dirt cheap that you actually go backwards, mm. um, there's no one who's buying property right now. Uh, property is really under pressure. And, and it's funny because it can all change in a heartbeat, mm-hmm. I, I think. I think if government just – Kind of woke up and said positive stuff and did something positive, that would change, right? Anyway, Delta Property and Robosis together have about, oh, I remember this number. I think it's 30 billion rands worth of property, but the actual market cap where these companies are trading is 1.7 billion and 343 million rands. So not even close to what the property valuations are. Huge amounts of debt. And the question is, why do this JV? I think, obviously, they want to streamline expenses, um, bring their headquarters together so that they can cut down on costs. Mm-hmm. But I think they're going to need a huge cash injection from the top if they're going to make this work. I mean, it's quite a difficult one. And then, you know, when you were saying about how property prices have fallen, I was thinking how many people I know that are are immigrating at the moment, leaving the country. Plenty. Uh huh. And another one of those that the, another place it reflects is in the schools, actually. So I was talking to a friend of mine in Cape Town, and he was saying how absolutely dirt cheap um, Cape Town schools, private schools, are compared to Johannesburg private schools. But I think that's going to change as well because for the first time, you're seeing Johannesburg schools not reaching their full complement of students. So before the private schools were oversubscribed. Now they're undersubscribed. And then Curo, which is kind of in the middle of all of that, put out their results last week as well. The share plummeted. I mean, it's now at like a six-year low. That's awful. It was down 12% one, like in one day in the morning. Um, so it was just a trading statement, sorry, not results. They're saying that um, things are not looking good. And, and the question we want to know is – whether it's because they're not meeting their targets for pupils or whether they're spending money on expanding the school. So if they're spending money on expanding the school and their debt is increasing, then it's okay, right? It's CapEx. But that's and not what's happening. You think it's this, you think it's that they're not, but, but, but we spoke to them on, in January and things don't change that quickly, I don't think. So I don't think it changes from January to July, like six months where pupils leave and the school just changes so dramatically. 
Well, I mean, if, you, if you're looking at these numbers of people who are leaving South Africa and taking their money and their children with them, it might be having far more profound an impact than we think. But, you know, the problem I have with that, Gareth, is that there's no official number of how many people are leaving. It's all anecdotal. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, working in financial services, I think the anecdotes are are quite obvious <laughs> because people are phoning us and saying, how can I get my money offshore? Should I take my money offshore? And how can I take it offshore? Right. So they're not just immigrating houses and kids. They're taking their money as well, which is a shame. Mm. Well, they're, not they're not for ready them. to come back. Not for them. Why would they? What indication has this government given you that you've, you're making a, good, a safe bet by keeping your money here? Zero, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not even a – listen, I'm trying to be an optimist myself. I'm, I'm really trying to find the reasons that we, we can believe in what we've still got. But it's, ma- it's making it impossible if you look at the way governments are just dead silent on all this stuff. They seem to show that they have zero understanding of how these things work. And it's, it's worrying. It's very, very worrying. Anyway, let's carry on looking at the, the company news that you were telling us about. Yeah, and then we saw – Impact, M-P-A-C-T, not impact as lots of people tend to say. Um, It's a paper company that was spun out of Monday in 2011. They reported a really good set of results, which is very surprising because they focus predominantly on recycled cardboard. Um, And actually what China did last year, January, (laughs) was that they said… Are you all right there, Sia? Sia? Sia's obviously an investor in… Water Shame. coming through his nostrils. <laughs> That's uh, unfortunate. See, uh, see, I think is a major investor in impact. <laughs> well done, Sia. <laughs> oh. What do we know about them? Um, and so what China did last year was say that you're not allowed to import um, recycled cardboard, cardboard and plastic. And this has affected the recycled cardboard market. So it's fallen quite dramatically. And impact, obviously, is a supplier of recycled cardboards or cardboard boxes. Um, but they've managed to do well. I, I kind of hold themselves above water and, uh, you know, return on capital employed at 10.3%. So it's not as good as Monday last week, which reported at 20, a return on capital employed of 23%. Um, but still, double-digit return on capital employed again in this economic environment. Honestly, Gareth, I think our companies have done exceptionally well to, and and they haven't all, of course, but they mo- a lot of them have done so well. Just keep their heads above yeah, water. Yeah, to cut costs, um, to manage their sales targets, to manage their their costs uh, and their sales. It, it's been it's it's been quite something to watch. Um, and I think, and it's so, like, it's quite exciting for me to, if, if these comp, if the economy, sorry, does turn around, can you imagine? These are the companies that will really Jeez. benefit, you I know. I mean, from your mouth to God's ears. Standard Bank, sure. the Foschini Group, Mondi, sure. uh, Impact. I can only hope, right? We, we, listen, it would be fantastic. Wouldn't it be the best thing ever? Absolutely. Sure. Really, really great. Don't hold your breath though, because they're not making it easy. No, that, that's the problem. Yeah. And then offshore, we had news out of Tencent. They bought Vivendi's 10% stake in Universal Music for $3.3 billion. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They bought into Universal Music. How's that? Exactly. That's why I mentioned it because wow. it's so interesting. It's like, why would you do that? Strange thing to do. Yeah. Maybe so. they know something we don't. Yeah. A rebound in the music industry, perhaps. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't bet on that. And, and so the flip- people ask me if they want if they can get into the music business. And I'm like, I'm not even in the music business, but I know <laughs> to stay the hell away from it. Exactly. Sure. No, no, you don't want to get involved in the music business. Yeah, so, that's, so uh, again, very good. interesting. And then on the flip side, well, on, on a kind of a similar entertainment vein, we saw Disney's results. Pretty horrible. I mean, very noisy set of results. Disney's now knee-deep in the integration process with 21st Century Fox and Hulu. Right. Um, and so just not looking great. You know, before it was quite a nicely priced um, company. It's back to being a price earnings ratio of 17 times if you look at normalized earnings. Oh, yeah. And so that just, which is kind of where it norm, historically has traded. So it's just not as cheap as it was last year, unfortunately. So if you did buy some last year when we were speaking about it, well done. Take some profits, I think. Um, for new money, I'm not sure I'd invest new money into Disney shares. So don't wish upon a star. Well, you know, maybe it's got to do with that Disney event that we had here in South Africa just recently. In where was it, Limpumpo? Bolo no, no, please don't, please don't blame them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about this? No. What please just. It was tell a fake Anthea. team here in South Africa who decided to put on a winter wonderland oh, event. You saw that by so using fantastic. the Disney name. Oh, yeah. did they use the Disney name? I didn't realize mm. they'd use the Disney name. And they were also yeah. sponsored by a beer brand because, of course, that aligns well with Disney. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. And kids. Kids love mm. nothing more than a nice Ice fake Disney. Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. And especially <laughs> dancing to music with the F word and the B word. Oh. And the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just what, just what parents want. Whatever Fantastic. happened to those producers or the or the guys that put it on? Uh, nothing. nothing. They're probably they're probably hiding in some place somewhere mm. in the northwest, or avoiding being sued. They, they had a duvet weekend. Yeah, and they were just counting their money, thinking, "Ah, we've done okay. Managed to pull the wool right over their eyes." Yes. Oh dear. All right. Anything else? No, I think it's going to be an interesting week. We're looking for some <laughs> macro numbers again this week, hopefully, to indicate that we're not in a recession. I say that between clenched teeth. But, Anthea, so what do you tell people when they say they want to get their money out? I mean, like, this is where you're really helpful to us because you, uh, you know, you're our, our inside track, really, on the economy and on what's going on. Like, is, is that the sensible approach right now, or would you say be no, cautious? No, because the RAND's at 15.25. You're not going to get very much for your RAND's at this stage. Um, You'd say so rather I, just sit with what you've got. At this stage, sure. Okay. So I've always um, been a proponent of diversification. So I always right. think you need some money offshore, or you need some currency exposure. <laughs> Don't trade currency, because that's a mugs game, and it's so hard to guess where it's going, right? Two weeks ago, mm-hmm. it was 13, mm-hmm. and if you bought rands, you'd be 2 rand 25 uh, per rand yeah, in the last. Um, so, so yes, I, I think diversification at this stage is key. To be honest, I think not many people can afford to just up and off and leave the country. I mean, a, f- a friend of my swimming coach actually last week had a very serious conversation with me about this and said, we're thinking about going over- overseas. We've got British passports. Should my wife and I? <laughs> I was like, why would you want to go to Britain? <laughs> and there's Brexit on the cards, right? If you wanted to move, you should have moved much sooner and then gotten an EU work permit because that's what your British passport would have allowed you. Whereas now it's kind of too late, quite frankly. You, I mean, to find work now would be impossible as a South African, I think. Um, 
And, and, and then the other thing, I'm not averse to people going away and coming back. I myself did it more yeah, than sure. once. Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Um, so go offshore. Go get experience if you're young enough and brave enough. Um, and then come back and bring it here. Why not? Uh, yeah. But in the meantime, diversify. That's your key. All right, Anthea. Thank you. Thanks, guys. There we go. Some sobering advice from Anthea. Mm. And I will post that R.W. Johnson article later on for you if you want to have a look at it. This is CliffCentral.com.